Alright, let's talk about him, Clutch. Um, clutch? <laughs> I'm Dr. Bob. I was you said something. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright, this is Dr. Bob and Clutch. I'm Clutch. I'm Dr. Bob. Um, not a lot of sports news this week. No. However, we do have a good a good show for you guys coming yeah, up. Yeah, not a lot to talk about in the sports world, but... Um, yeah, it's, it'll, be, it'll be a good episode, kind of reminiscent of last week's episode. Yeah. Um, with that in mind, we've had a week and a half, really, to yeah. digest. This is Friday, recording from Highland Studios, drinking gin and tonics. Mm-hmm. I have a beer sitting on the sideline, just in case I need it. Um, do you have anything to add to last week's episode? Any any movies, television shows, or books, authors that uh, you forgot about? Um, TV shows, I would like to add. We were discussing this earlier. I would like to add Arrested Development. I, I mentioned rest of development. You did? Okay. I mean, that is firmly in one of my favorite shows. Okay. Um, and then I also discussed Friday Night Lights about how I was watching it. Mm-hmm. I want to move that from, okay, maybe it's one of my favorite shows into, yeah, it is one of my favorite shows. We're talking top five? Um, current shows? Uh, Cause yeah, yeah, current, current shows. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. It's probably number four, something like that. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, there was a book I wanted to mention, um, Cormac McCarthy book, Child of God. Mm-hmm. It's real, real graphic, real vulgar, kind of my deal. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's, it's, it's clutch is very graphic it's, and vulgar. Yeah, it's it's weird because I don't want to tell you That's what it's about not. because if I tell you anything, it pretty much tells you the whole book. But it's really short. It's really worth a read. If you got time, go out there and check it out. Okay. Um, any movies? Uh, no. Yeah, I I feel like I thought of a couple movies, but I lost them as well. The two television shows that I would add in would be one, Fly the Concords. Yeah, I love Fly the Concords. Um, don't know if there's gonna be another season of it. Really? Uh, we we should have looked that up. Stat Stat Boy. Yeah. We had one. Uh, but the other was Dexter. I really like Dexter. Sure. I've only seen a handful of episodes of Dexter, but what I from what I've seen, I really like it. Um, in terms of in terms of books, there's one one fiction fiction writer that I didn't mention. And once we got out there, I thought, "Wow, I can't believe I didn't didn't think of this guy." It's Kurt Vonnegut. Oh yeah, standard. Um, you know, he's very most imaginative writer I've ever I've ever read. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Um, but also, we talked a little nonfiction. I wanted to throw out there two names for you. One is Malcolm Gladwell. I feel like most people are probably pretty familiar with him at this point, but I've re- I really enjoyed his books. Also, his articles. You can go to MalcolmGladwell.com or something similar to that. Google him and you can find it. Uh, he wrote for uh, The New Yorker for a while, and there's a lot of good articles on there. Some of them are a little bit dated, but the, the ideas are solid. You know? um, and the other the other would be Chuck Klosterman. Mm-hmm. Um, he wrote, he's written one fiction, Downtown Owl, which I enjoyed, but, uh, he also wrote, there's four, which is, it was a, he's a, uh, magazine writer, also a novelist, so, um, it was like a collection of essays, essentially, and then, uh, Sex Drugs and Cocoa Puffs, which I really enjoyed, and, um, this podcast is gonna be a hypothetical podcast. Yep. Be full of hypothetical questions. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna get metaphysical on your ass right here. What does that mean? Metaphysical. I mean, it's like a philosophical term. Like, 
I don't know if I can exactly put it into words, but it applies. Okay. Um, but why I bring it up is because Closeman and I guess it's Sex Drugs and Cocoa Puffs. One of his books, I think is that I think it's Sex Drugs and Cocoa Puffs. He has a a little um in between chapters a little bit about um he has twenty three questions uh that he, he asked somebody to know if and if he asked them to see if he can be friends with them. Yeah, person. judging judging from their answer, he can then determine whether or not he can be friends with this person. Right. So there's twenty three questions. We're definitely not asking all twenty three. No. That might take what, three hours? Well, we've actually done this before. Uh on the way to New York and it probably did take around somewhere around two and a half, three hours to do. Well when you're stuck in toll yeah, yeah on the toll booze on, on the bloody trying jersey. to go down the Lincoln Tunnel on the Jersey Turnpike. Yeah. It takes a while. We did have two other people with us. Yeah. Um alright, so let's get to it. Alright, anyway, so the first question we're gonna ask is actually number five on Klosterman's list. Um, well, by the way, we're not sure if it's Klosterman, Klosterman. I've heard a lot of interviews with him, podcasts with him, actually. I don't remember. Okay. It doesn't matter. I'm going to go with Klosterman. All right, I'm going. I'll go Klosterman, too. Okay. Anyway, all right, the first one is, I'm going to read it verbatim right here. All right. You meet your soulmate. However, there is a catch. Every three years, someone will break both of your soulmate's collarbones with a crescent wrench. And there's only one way you can stop this from happening. You must swallow a pill that will make every song you hear for the rest of your life sound as if, it, sound as if it's being performed by, a ba- by the band Alice in Chains. When you hear Creedence Clearwater Revival on the radio, it will sound to your ears like it's being played by Alice in Chains. If you see Radiohead live, every one of their tunes will sound like it's being covered by Alice in Chains. When you hear a commercial jingle on TV, it will sound like Alice in Chains. If you sing to yourself in the shower... Your voice will sound like deceased Allison Ch- Allison Chains vocalist Lane Staley performing a cappella, but it will only sound like this to you. Would you swallow the pill? I don't swallow the pill. Okay, I could go either way on this. Yeah, I mean, I could too. I could, but I don't. I don't swallow the pill. I don't think I do either because I really love music. I do. Also, I've, I've looked up the literature on it. A collarbone injury is is around like a, I think it's around like a five, five month injury. It takes longer than a lot of other bones to heal. Yeah, but I mean, let's say five months. Okay, that's every three years. You know, you've got a good 30 months there. Yeah, and I mean, it's painful, but we have pain medication now. Yeah. You know? I mean, like, all right, my thing is like, all right, it's your soulmate. And per the terms of the question, you have one soulmate. Mm-hmm. There's not multiple soulmates. No. There's no, there's you know, there's one person out there for you. I'd like to think that that person out there for me, because they they know my love of music, would be willing to take the hit. And I would like to think that I would do so for my soulmate. I mean, I, this is no, this it has nothing to do with Alice in Chains. Yeah, because we just listened to Alice in Chains. Yeah, I mean, like... It wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. I can handle it. Yeah. But, like, that's not... That's not the issue. I wouldn't want to listen to anybody for the rest of my life. Only them. Getting your collarbone broken with a crescent wrench would hurt like hell. Yeah. The the one thing I would say is... Like, do you know that it's going to happen? Like, do you... Like, is it, like, every... Like, every... Every third year, the... 
second week of January, your collarbone gets cracked. Do you know that, or does it happen random? Uh, I think it's every three years on the, on the day. Because if you know it, that might make it a little more difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if it averaged out to be every three years, then that's one thing. You know, one month, one year might be September, the next month December or something. You know. I honestly think when we get down to brass tacks, truthfully, I probably take the pill. I can handle it. That's just me. Well, yeah, for me, I, for me, what it comes down to is what's more important: music or my soulmate? And it's got it's got to be the soulmate. You're going noble on me. I have to. It's clutch for a reason, everybody. Yeah. I mean, it's a hypothetical situation. Yeah. yeah. It's tough. In, it's in real life. I mean, like, all right, so I guess it would be a little little hypocritical to say that that person should should bite the bullet for you if they're your soulmate. I think in realistic terms, if somebody should bite the bullet, it would be me to take the pill. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'll give you that. Yeah. But also, I maintain, I don't want to hear uh, Allison change on my life. Yeah. But I can handle it. I I'll put it this way: I'd like to meet my soulmate first. Yeah, and then, before I answer yeah, the question, we'll go from there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So moving on, uh, the second question is: You want to read it? Or you want me to read it? Well, let me say this. Okay. You might be my soulmate. Maybe I've met him, but I'd like to know him first. Okay. All right. <laughs> that was a little weird. But... I was just kidding. All right. Cool. Obviously. <laughs> All right. Number fourteen. That, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I'm yeah. I'm heterosexual. Yeah, okay. Okay. I'm glad we got that uh, set in stone now. All right, number 14. You want to hold my hand right now? No, I don't. <laughs> okay. For reasons that cannot be explained, cats suddenly cats can suddenly read at 12th grade level. They can't talk, they can't write, but they can read silently and understand the text. Many cats love this new skill because they now have something to do all day while they lay around the house. However, a few cats become depressed because reading forces them to realize the limitations of their existence, not to mention the utter frustration of being unable to, to express themselves. This being the case, do you think the average cat would enjoy Garfield, or would cats find this cartoon to be an insulting caricature? Alright, well let me start by saying, I've read the Garfield comics, mm -hmm. you know, periodically, particularly in the Sunday, the Sunday newspapers. I don't know if I've ever seen, like, Garfield. I've seen the cartoons, I've read the comics, and I've seen, I think, were there two Garfield movies? I believe so. Yeah, I know I've seen one of them. Okay, so before we answer the question, since you have an extensive background in Garfield, could you give me an idea of Garfield's caricature? Actually, this question kind of throws me for a loop, loop because, yeah, I mean, Garfield does some, some crazy stuff, but it's not out of the question. I mean, like, some of the stuff he does, I would do. Example. He just comes up with crazy ideas of, of ways for him and Odie to to find a solution to a problem. Okay. Like, I mean, yeah, it's outrageous, but it's not beyond me. Okay, is there a depth to, to Garfield's character? Um, does, does, he have, does he have any emotional attachment to anything? Spaghetti. Yeah, he loves spaghetti. I think I knew that. About That's his weakness, though. for sure. So what you're telling me is the question may not be it may not be that good of a question. 
Because, but, yeah, I think I think what we will do is take Klosterman at his the point that he's driving at, which I think we both know what yeah. that point is. Um, would the average cat enjoy Garfield? The average twelfth grade reading level cat enjoy Garfield? I think I think yeah, because if they're reading at a twelfth grade reading level, I think they understand that. You know, like, we read stuff all the time about humans that make stupid decisions and it's farcical and it's funny and all that other kind of stuff. See, reality TV. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I would think that they would, they might, they might find it insulting, though. Yeah. Because, because that's the question. And, like, whether you can, like, find it funny or whatever, enjoy the comedy of it. I mean, Garfield is our best-known cat in the world. Yeah. I mean, so, like, how would you like the hum- the best-known human in the world to be some... To be an idiot, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So and I think they would find it insulting, is my yeah. answer. They would definitely find it insulting. Not- I think they would also, though, find it somewhat funny. Yeah. Agreed. Not as insulting as Marmaduke, but close. Yeah, Marmaduke's a real <laughs> jackass, huh? Yeah. But anyway... All right, so moving on, number 15... Our third hypothetical. You want me to read this? Yeah, go ahead. Alright, I have trouble reading out loud, so we'll see how I make it through this. <laughs> okay. You have a brain tumor. Though there is no discomfort at the moment, this tumor would unquestionably kill you in six months. However, your life can and will and will be saved by an operation. The only downside is that there will be a brutal incision to your frontal lobe. After the surgery, you will be significantly less intelligent. You will still be a fully functioning adult, but you will be less logical, you will have a terrible memory, and you will have little ability to understand complex concepts or difficult ideas. The surgery is in two weeks. How do you spend the next 14 days? All right, let me say this before we answer the question. A lot of people will say, I'm not having the stupid surgery. That's out of the question. The question states, you will have this surgery. Right, I mean... Like, you have no choice, you're having the surgery. So, so the question is, how do you spend the next 14 days? Okay, and... For me, alright, if it's in the next 14 days, that means I'm only going to have one, two chances. I could still do that. I was going to say go see Manchester United play live. Right. I could still do that if I was not as smart. Right, because you... I, mean, you know, I might not appreciate it as much, but I would still appreciate it. Right. So that being said, um, ooh, that's a good question. Maybe I, maybe I travel, but I don't really know what that's going to accomplish. I will. Here's my question about the question. I feel like all these you have a question about the question. My question about this question is: Do I remember those 14 days? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I think you do. Maybe not exactly as you... You might not be able to fully comprehend what it meant to you, but you remember them? Yeah. Okay, well, I travel. That's my favorite pursuit. Um, I would travel, and that sounds... When you really dig into it, it sounds a little bit harsh. Because I'm not spending time with my friends or my family. I'm traveling. I mean, I'm taking... Two people max, maybe one person, and conceivably maybe by myself. Yeah. I mean, you got two weeks 
most of your friends have jobs or shit to do. You might be traveling by yourself. You know? Yeah. Uh, you probably could find one person that'd be willing to do it. Maybe quit a job if they got to travel for two weeks somewhere. Yeah. But, uh, I travel. I can spend time with my family after the operation. And I think I may do it by myself. I think I would, 14 days, I think I would spend the first three days with my family. And I would level with them and like, be like, look, I gotta spend this, these last 10 or 11 days on my own. Trying to trying to figure some stuff out before I go under the knife. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> I'd like to think that I wouldn't think about it very much, but that's probably unrealistic. Yeah. This is a hypothetical situation, which is somewhat unrealistic in, a, in and of itself. That would but, be a, It would be a terrible situation to be in. Yeah. It would give you an excuse to travel for 14 days straight. Yeah. You I mean, take anybody with you, you do it by yourself. Oh, that's a good question. It's right now? Right now. This happens tomorrow. Oh, man. So I guess not right now. Right now in the next... Let's say I go travel hours. for 10 out of the 14 days. Okay. I'll probably take someone with me for, for like, five of the days. Yeah, because you might want some introspection. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, like, I think I would play it by ear. Like, if I had a friend that would be like, yeah, I'll go with you and travel for 14 days, and I knew I could travel with him. Then maybe. Yeah. I won't even say yes, but maybe. You know what I mean? Think about it. You're hanging out somewhere in Central America or Europe or <laughs> wherever you are. I don't think I want to travel to Asia, so I won't even say Asia. But, I mean, maybe. You know, if you tell somebody you're going on their knife in 14 days, you're getting free drinks and you might score a girl. Yeah, it's true. It's a very valid point. <laughs> Thanks. All right, so moving on. This is the last Chuck Clusterman. Uh, question we've got. It's number 20 on his list, 23. I want to read this one, too. Yeah, go ahead, man. Okay. For wh- for whatever the reason, two unauthorized movies are made about your life. The first is an independently released documentary. <laughs> <laughs> the first is an independently released document... documentary. I can't even say it. Documentary. Pri- primarily comprised of interviews with people who know you and bootleg... Boot- Alright, read it. Alright. The first is an independently released documentary, primarily comprised of interviews with people who you know, or who know you, and bootleg footage from your actual life. Critics are describing the documentary as brutally honest and relentlessly fair. Meanwhile, Columbia TriStar has produced a big-budget biopic of your life, casting major Hollywood stars as you and all your acquaintances. Though the movie is based on actual events... <laughs> I'm just thinking about that. Screenwriters have taken some liberties with the facts. Critics are split on the artistic merits of this fictionalized account, but audiences love it. Which film would you be most interested in seeing? Alright, so the question is not asking which film would you rather have happen? Yeah. It's, it's which one would you be more interested in seeing? So, that being the case, what's your answer? I think I choose the second one. The uh, I mean, no, no, no. Excuse me. The second one. No, no, no. I would choose the first one because one, I like indie films. Two, I love documentaries. And three, I would be interested in seeing what people such as yourself, trouble, my brother, ex-girlfriend, stuff like that would say about me. Yeah, yeah I mean. 
I don't. I feel like some of these questions, when you first ask them, they sound difficult. When you get down to it, I mean, I want to see the the documentary as well. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because not, like, you want to know what other people think about you. Not only that, but um, the the documentary. I think it would help me. This might sound kind of queer, but become a better person. Like people would say shitty things about me, and then I would be like, "Oh man, I need to, I need to address that." <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think without doubt, for me, the big budget, the big budget pick would would be more fun to see. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I so think be, I would really enjoy it. Yeah, I'd be doing all kinds of badass stuff. But in terms of like, you know, real life. Um, all right. Moving away from that question slightly. Yeah. If you had to, if you were going to see the the big budget uh, biopic, who plays you in the movie? Sasha Baron Cohen. Sasha. Do you like that? Yeah. Who plays you? I mean, I've thought about this before. I think a solid pick, Colin Farrell. Why is that a solid pick? Because me and him are both, like, borderline degenerates. Yeah? He is a degenerate. Yeah. And, like, um, I thought he did an excellent job in the movie Alexander. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. J- JK. Yeah. Um, but, no, Podcast I mean, listeners, we don't endorse. He was in, he was in, uh... Alexander. What was that movie? Brussels, or... Had Brussels in the title. I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, I mean, it was a pretty badass movie, and uh, I've, I've always thought Colin Farrell was a pretty big badass. All right, is a question: Who would you want? Or who do you think actually would? Who do you think actually would? Wow. I mean, like maybe someone like Edward Norton or something. I can see Edward Norton doing you for sure. I mean, like I would want like Brad Pitt. Yeah, clearly. You know. I mean, I feel like it'd be a little bit out there, maybe not too out there. I feel like he would do a decent job. Yeah. But I mean, realistically speaking, I'm not I'm not scoring Brad Pitt. Yeah. If I could have anybody ever, just who I want, then I'm choosing Paul Newman. No right, if, I'm, if I could have anybody ever, I'm choosing Bogart. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Man, wh- why would I not say that? Though? He's a real badass. He's not as big a badass as Paul Newman, but okay. I mean, well, we should drop that. Okay, yeah. Anyway... All right, so that's it for the uh, for the Klosterman uh, questions. The questions are really good. If you have time, you should go check them all out. Yeah, just type in twenty three questions. Twenty three questions, Klosterman. Is a uh, Klosterman with a K. Hopefully, you can spell the rest of that out. Um, we're gonna have a few more hypothetical questions coming up, but right now it's contest time. It's contest time. This is Clutch's contest this week. I lost my first contest last week. Yep. Um, so I've got a, got a contest for him. As always, he doesn't know what the contest is, doesn't know what it's about, and it will be timed. Okay. Um, before we start, I'm nervous. Before we start, I'm giving you 45 seconds. All right. Okay. All right. You have 45 seconds to name. The over under is. I'm going to go easy. Uh, five and a half. This is really easy. Four. Of the um, 
the United States World Championship basketball roster. Go. All right. Uh, Kevin Durant, Rajon Rondo, Lamar Odom, Brooke Lopez, Tyson Chandler. Oh, Who God. you got right now? Five, I think. Yeah, I think you have five. Um... Oh, man. Once you hit that number, it's hard, huh? Nah, man. It really is. You were telling me some power forwards yesterday, and they were all fairly shitty. Um, Amari Stoudemire is not on the team. You had 10 seconds. 10 seconds? Jeez. <laughs> um, I don't know. Darren Williams. I know that's not right. No. Two. One. Done. Kyle Froze right Yeah, Damn, bro. I, um... I know Tyreek Evans got cut. Oh, Danny Granger. Yep, Danny Granger. Um, guys that we have right now at center is Tyson Chandler, Brook Lopez. You got Brook Lopez. I got Tyson Chandler as well. Did you? Yeah. Lamar Odom. You got him. Uh-huh. Uh, these are the forwards. Lamar Odom, Kevin Love, Andre Iguodala, Durant. What you got? Um, Rudy Gay. Jeff Green, Danny Granger. Okay, at guards we have Chauncey Billups, Derrick Rose. Mm, Should have got Rose. Um, Russell Westbrook, Rajon Rondo. You got Rondo, right? Mm-hmm. So that's five. Stephen Curry and Eric Gordon. I f- I- I'll be honest with you. I thought that was an extremely fair. Yeah, moment. I mean, it was. I just I froze right there. Any other any other day I could have done it. Well, dang, I should I definitely should have got Danny Granger and Derrick Rose. What about Chauncey, man? Chauncey, well, Chauncey's like the leader of the team. Yeah, I remember seeing his name on there, but I don't know how much damage he's actually gonna do. All right, here's my question: <clears throat> the guards are the the name guys. Mm-hmm. How did you get both centers in one of the guards? Because I went from bottom up. I mean, uh, well, the list I saw listed the Center's down at the bottom, the forward's next, and then the guard's at, at the top. Okay. And I just had the picture in my mind, like a photograph of the webpage, and I just went from the bottom up. Okay. I mean, it's understandable, Yeah. but not inexcusable. Who were the three guys that got cut? Or three or four guys? Um, Tyreek Evans. Tyreek Evans got cut. OJ Mayo got cut. Gerald Wallace got cut. Yeah, and... Corey Maggette or somebody like that? No, JaVel McGee. JaVel McGee. I think, I think that's it. Well, man, I'm, I'm batting. You've had, you won one. Yeah, I think I'm probably batting maybe like one, 150 right now. Okay. It's pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty damn bad. I'm, I'm batting about 800. Yeah. All right, so back to the questions we got. Uh, what's the first first right, one? These are a couple of hypotheticals we came up with ourselves. All right, we're gonna save that the the good one for last. Okay. All right. So, so right now we're gonna go with the food question. All right. All right. Here. If you can only have one food for the rest of your life, what food would you have? Okay, I fear that my answer is the same as yours. I know that you're real sold on your answer for sure. What is it? It's corn. Okay. No question. Well, like, all right, so we're going one type of 
I was thinking, like, for me, it was a question of, am I eating Italian, or uh, Japanese, no, or no, no, Chinese, no. or Mexican? For me, it was, like, one thing. Okay. So you're going corn? Corn. Reasons. Because, alright, I could have chosen, like, grits or something like that, which is corn. But I chose corn because I can make grits out of corn, but I can't make corn out of grits. You know what I mean? I understand. And corn is a very, very versatile vegetable food in general. And I, I love corn. Now, the only ingredient, though, you have is corn? Yeah. Okay. I can do a lot of stuff with corn. Can you make grits with nothing but corn? <sighs> yeah, I think you can. Uh, you'd have to, like, dry it out and, like, grind it up and do all this other stuff. Could you make, for example, a tortilla with nothing but corn? I don't think so. I don't think so either. No. I pretty much know you yeah. can. And I know you cannot make cornbread and stuff like that. But, I, and I, I just, I, I love corn. Corn's my answer. Alright, well, if we're going, like, one specific, whatever, I either take potatoes. Good choice. Or I take beef. Beef's a solid choice. I think I take beef. Because, I mean, realistically, I can't live off of solely potatoes or beef. So I'm taking the most tasty. Yeah. And that's beef. You know, I mean, you can cook it a, a myriad of ways. You can, are we, can we marinate in something, or is that out of the question? Nah, it's out of the question. I'll eat, I'll eat just beef straight up. Yeah. You could grill it. Yeah, I'll just grill it cook every it day. Or something, yeah. Or, yeah, I mean, I can grind it up. I think the only, the only outside ingredients you can add are salt and pepper. Okay. Well, if that's it, then cheese is the answer. Cheese? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was a joke. Okay. Did you like that? Yeah. Alright, stemming off the, that same kind of question, if you can only have one drink for the rest of your life, what is it? Let me make a little annotation of this question. Okay. What, you cannot have water. Okay. Water is out of the question. Um, Alright. Also, you can have alcoholic drinks if you want, but... um. But you can't. You could choose like a, an American craft beer, any kind of craft beer. But you could not. Um, you could not choose like a four hundred dollar bottle of wine or a three hundred bottle of scotch, single malt scotch, or anything like that. Okay. So what do you choose? Well, you answer first. This is a tough one. Um, part of me wants to say something like Powerade or Gatorade. Maybe like blue Powerade, right? Like the responsible. Yeah. You get electrolytes. Yeah, and I stuff. don't. Yeah, I mean they've got a lot of sugar and stuff, but uh, I can. I think I can handle that. I don't think I would choose like a soft drink. However, I'd, if I did choose a beer, it unquestionably would be Bush Light. Okay, you ha- you're telling me that you can choose essentially any beer in the world. Yeah. And you're choosing Bush Light? Probably. Because, I mean, I could choose, like, OBP Squared or Old Rasputin or, like, some some crazy-ass, you know, high-grab beer. But I'll literally, if I'm thirsty, I don't know if I can drink one of those. Like, day in, day out. I could hammer down Bush Light like it's going out of style. I mean, that's a solid point. 
I still don't necessarily understand the rationale. Well, I mean, if if it comes down between, if I'm going with that rationale, and it comes down between like Bud Light, Bush Light, Natty Light, Miller Light, you know, Bush Reg, all these other stuff, I'm choosing Bush Light, no question. Okay. I I'm a beer drinker. A beer, a, a beer drinker among beer drinkers. Yeah. I don't think I choose beer. I, my reasoning is, I don't want to be fat. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. And, like, <clears throat> I'm from the South, obviously. Sweet tea, I love sweet tea. Um, you know, I love lemonade. Some country time lemonade would okay. be on point right now. <clears throat> because of that, but also because I love to drink, mm-hmm. I think I mix sweet tea with dark rum. I'm gonna I'm gonna axe that. Why? Because it's two separate two separate drinks. Well, no, but I'm drinking them together. Yeah, that makes one. So it's a bit of a loophole. Well, look, man, I'm good at finding loopholes. I understand that. I don't. I don't support your answer. Well, I was thinking all along I could go mixed drink on this one. Okay, maybe, maybe so. Okay, I mean you could. Yeah, you could choose like a. So like, screw, I, you could choose like a screwdriver. Conceivably, it's mixed for me already. Yeah. You know, okay. it's I'll, one drink. I'm drinking it at one time. Yeah. I'm I'll, not taking a sip of my of my rum and then taking a sip of my sweet tea. I'm mixing them together. Fair enough. If that's the case, I still think I stick with Bushlight. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. I mean, there's not that many mixed drinks out there that that I just like love and have to have. Alright, well, I love alcohol, and I love sweet tea. And the best thing I could find to mix with sweet tea would be dark rum. So those are my answers. Fair that's, enough. That is my answer. Fair enough. If that's the case, then I might go with a Pizza Hut suicide. Yeah, I've, ha- I've had them. I've had many. Well, what do you like to mix together? Well, back when Surge was around, oh, now, Surge. I know Vault's essentially the same thing, but um, also Clear Pepsi was really good. You know what Surge reminds me of? The skating rink. Why say that? I don't know. I just I never drank Surge except for when I was at the skating rink. Hmm. I always drink Surge at the ballpark and at Pizza Hut. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would go, you know, I'd throw some Surge in there, some Coke, some Sprite, some... Mr. Pibb or Dr. Pepper, and probably dash it off with a little uh, high C, something like that. Nice. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a tasty concoction, for sure. Why, why does that remind you of Pizza Hut? Like, why couldn't you do every, that at any other you restaurant? You could, but I just, we, I remember when, a, when I was a kid. You had those red, weird-looking cups? Yes. <laughs> yeah. A lot of a lot of my <laughs> friends had um, birthday parties at Pizza Hut. Yeah, we did the same thing. Yeah, and every time I went, suicided up. West Jeff and East Jeff. Yeah, West Jeff. Basically sure. the same thing, man. Yeah, man. I think that's a universal thing. When you're eight and, years old. And you're at Pizza Hut drinking yeah. out of the red cup. Yeah. Suicide. Okay, if I can't drink rum and tea, I think I drink that purple drink. That purple, that codeine? Yeah. Jamarcus, it. Jamarcus Russell style? Of course. That will get you fat. Hey, look, man. It is so good. <laughs> I can put some Jolly Ranchers in there with it. Yeah. I do love Jolly Ranchers. That's actually not, not true. Okay. I don't like candy. I don't eat candy. You like candy? Uh, it's all right. I don't really eat it that much because, you know, fiscally it's not uh, in my best interest. 
Fiscally? Yeah. I've got better things to do with my money than buy candy. Yeah, I agree. But, um, I don't know. I mean, if someone gives me a pack of Sour Straws, yeah, I'm going to eat them. Dude, Sour Straws are my jam, back. Yeah. That, I, I love Snickers. Snickers is my favorite candy bar, without doubt. I love peanuts. Yeah, me too. Um, but if you take away Snickers from me and just ask me to choose my next favorite candy, it's either Reese's Pieces which I love. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Reese's Cups. I know everybody likes Reese's Cups. Not a big fan. I love Reese's Pieces or Sour Straws. Green kind. Nah, I'm a red kind for sure. I'm a green kind. Not watermelon. Cherry. I love the green kind. Um, uh, I do like Reese's Pieces. I also love... They're kind of hard to find, to tell you the truth, but uh, peanut, peanut butter M&M's. Not peanut M&M's. Peanut butter M&M's. Come in a red pack. They're phenomenal. I don't know, man. They're real good. I mean, it's essentially the same thing as uh, Reese's uh, Reese's pieces, but they're a little bit bigger, a little like just a hair more chocolate. They're really, really, really good. Honorable mention for me: Three Musketeers. I'm not a huge Three Musketeers fan, man. I, I know my brother like was. Them. My brother was a big uh, Zero fan as well. I'm, I don't think I've ever had a Zero. You're kidding me. What is? Is that a candy bar? Yeah, it's like white chocolate on the outside with. Peanuts, nougat, and caramel in the middle. I do love nougat. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but anyway, I'm right, moving on. This is the last uh, hypothetical we have for you guys. This for this week. I mean. Yeah, and this might be the best one. All right, let them have it. All right, I'm going to give them a little preface first. We were sitting on my back porch here at um, Highland Studios. Highland Studios, just talking, you know, just cutting up out there. Pretty much doing what we do every day. Yeah, and I was looking over off my balcony into Northside, and I started thinking about the library, and then I started thinking about this question. All right. If somehow some large-scale arson scheme went on, and all the books in the whole world were being burned simultaneously, okay? We're talking extremely large-scale. Yeah, like as large as you can get. Global. Including all the books you own, all the books in the library, everything. Also, any type of electronic manuscript. Yes. Yeah, e-books count. Yeah. You're walking past the library and you realize this is happening, and you have a minute or two to run into the library and grab one writer's collection, his his or her, her whole collection. Who do you grab? Also, other people are in there running around, grabbing all kinds of stuff. So that could affect your answer. Okay, for me, um, let let me start by saying when we discussed this question uh, last week, it was last week. Mm-hmm. Um, neither of us brought up the Bible. We did initially. We didn't bring it up. But then the question was raised: Do you just grab the Bible? I say no. You do not grab the Bible. Here's why. There's enough scholars on the earth to recreate the Bible. Which was my point exactly. And also, I just don't grab the Bible. Yeah. You know? I mean, whatever. I I grab Hemingway. I grab his collection. And, and, And that, for me, this question is an easy question. The question of which five or which ten books do you grab? Yeah. Much more difficult. Which, that would also take a longer time to answer. Which collection do you grab? Which author's collection? Yeah. I've got two answers. All right, hold on. Let me before you answer. 
Okay, you have the option of going to a library, or, to or a the option of going to like a bookstore. Yeah, like Barnes and Noble or something like that. Where do you go? I know my answer. I'll probably go to a bookstore. See, I go to a library. Because I think people forget about the library. They do. People remember the bookstore. They do. However, the two authors I'm going to name, I know bookstores always have the majority of their stuff in, like on in stock. And libraries have a handful of their books, but not all of them. Right, that makes sense. But that being said... My first choice is probably Cormac McCarthy. Really? Yeah, I'm a big... Hey, Lou, pipe down! Lou, hush! Come on! Anyway. <laughs> Suck uh, yeah. Lou! Anyway. Yeah, I, I probably choose Cormac McCarthy because... I'm a huge Cormac McCarthy fan. And I'm going to be completely honest. I've read four of his books... He, he's the closest thing we have right now to like a, a classic artist, like a Hemingway, Steinbeck, Faulkner, any of those guys. And like you could disagree with me, but I'm telling you, from where where I'm coming from, it's it's just the truth. How, how old is McCarthy? Sixty-five ish. Okay, so he's getting up there in years. Yeah, maybe maybe sixty, something like that. Yeah. We we wish you the best, Mister McCarthy. Yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, but play the numbers. This. This next author is not out of the question. I think I choose Cormac McCarthy over her, but it's not out of the question because I've read all of her books and they they had a profound. They they're essentially the books that got me into reading, like made me really like reading. It's J.K. Rowling, the Harry Potter series. I understand you're shaking your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. But it saddens me. I mean, it does, but I. Those books are, are up there for me. And that's that's essentially why I chose like Barnes & Noble over the library, because they would have all those books. That makes sense. I mean, like, I guess... I understand your, your emotional attachment, okay? But, I mean, if we're going just in terms of, like, yeah, I mean, this is what you're like. There's no more books. This is all I can read for the rest of your life. Is that what you choose? You could. I mean, it's seven books. They're all connected, and you can read them front to back. Like I've I've read the whole series front to back three times. But here's my issue. You're already so well acquainted with it. Would you not want to find something a little bit? Maybe, but if I'm doing that, then I might just might might as well just choose some random author. Well, no, because there's not just some random author who's out there that is so well. No, but I mean, I've read accomplished. I've read, I guess, right around a quarter of Cormac McCarthy's novels. He's read about. He's wrote a bunch of short stories and essays and stuff like that. But I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, those Harry Potter books—they are legendary. They will. They will stand the test of time. I don't know, man. It just saddens me a little bit. I understand, but hey, I, now, now, granted, you have not read them. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, I have watched one Harry Potter movie. Please do not, do not even compare. No, I and, and out of respect for you, I, I, I will decline to mention the, anything. The else. biggest disparity between novel and movie I've ever seen 
lies in the Harry Potter series, and it's the sixth book, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, in the movie. Well, what about Twilight? Um, what do you mean? I'm just kidding. That's uh, a joke. Okay. I kind of <laughs> enjoy the Twilight movie. I mean, I don't enjoy the Twilight movies, but I can tolerate them. Because I've seen the first two. Not terrible. I'm, anyway. I'm still shaking my head. Okay. Well, anyway. Have you seen the first one? Shaking my head still. Have you seen the second one? Shaking my head still. All right. Well, I mean, you need to see them before you judge them. I'm not judging them. Okay. You obviously clearly are judging them. Maybe I am judging right. them. I can still shake my head if I want yeah, to. Fair, yeah. Just because, like, I've, I mean, heard, I've heard enough critique. Not only that, but it's a free country. You can do whatever you want. Hey. America, yeah. America bitches. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, my first choice is Cormac McCarthy. Second choice, probably, I guess, J.K. Rowling. Maybe, I might throw Ayn Rand in there. Right, I think your answers are ridiculous. Let's just get to the running bet. Okay. All right, everybody. Running bet last week, we bet on the uh, Steven Strasburg Washington Nationals versus Cincinnati Reds game. Um, the over-under was initially on innings pitched, and, five and two the number was five and two-thirds. We anticipated that would be a pretty solid over-under, and in fact it was. You went exactly five and two-thirds. Um, to break the tie, the next number was number of strikeouts, and the number was five and a half? Six and a half. Six and a half. I took the under. Dr. Bob took the over. As we did each on the, the innings as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and how many strikeouts did he have? I think he had seven. So, it was right over. It was right over, barely over, but because of that, we're not at one. We are. Um, this week, what is our running bet? Our running bet actually steers away from sports. Probably the first time. Yeah, definitely first time. And it goes to movies. The big movie at the box office right now is Inception. I've seen it. Phenomenal movie. Pure class. A big movie that's coming out this weekend is Dinner Dinner for Schmucks with Paul Rudd and Steve Carell and Zach Galifianakis. A lot of people are predicting that these two will be going head head-to-head for the champion of the weekend box office this weekend. And the the bet is which one will, in fact, make more money this weekend. All right, and I, I choose dinner for smucks. I have one quick question. It doesn't change my answer at all, but just for clarity for the, for the listeners. Okay. Is it U.S. box office or international box office? Um... I think it's probably U.S. box office. Yeah, I think the, any numbers that we read are, yeah, are U.S. box office. All right, so U.S. box office. I'm taking Inception. Okay. Your reasons. I have one reason. If I had 925 or whatever it is to go see a movie right now, mm-hmm. it would no question be Inception again. Okay. I understand that. Yeah. And let it be let it be clear, I would much rather see Inception than Dinner for Smucks. Well that's what I'm bank that's what I'm saying is I'm banking on multiple viewers as well as first time viewers. Okay. But here's here's my thing. Alright, so the predictions are Inception will earn around twenty five mil this year. I mean this week. Um Steve Carell is averaging uh, opening uh, is twenty seven million, and Paul Rudd's is twenty million. Mm-hmm. Now I think these numbers are inflated because they haven't gone up against a movie like 
Inception. Inception before. But you combine them with the fact that I think a lot of the Inception moviegoers are older people who may not necessarily see them on the weekend, but might go see them during the week. And I think dinner for Schmucks is going to take them off, take them over. Also, I'm riding the, the Galifianakis wave. It's not a bad idea because when I went and saw Inception, I did see it on a weekday. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, like, all right, so I really want to see Inception. Haven't seen it yet. I wanted to fork over the 950 that comes with a a weekend like night showing. Yeah. I'm the type of guy that would go see it on a Tuesday afternoon at 2 o'clock. Yeah. And I feel like, now, not most of Inception's viewers, but the hardcore ones, the ones that might see it multiple times, the ones who, like, are super into it, they would see it on a weekday, potentially. Yeah. Whereas a dinner dinner for schmucks is more of a date movie. Yeah, for sure. It's a that's a solid solid valid point. So so that's that's where I'm going. Uh, I take dinner for schmucks. You take for Inception. Yeah. I, I, we both agree. It, it probably will be extremely close. Yeah. So we'd like to think that we have a pretty good bet this week, just like we had last week. I was very proud of our bet last week. Yeah, it I was. was too. It was close. Um, all right, so. That's a running bet. We've had the contest. We discussed some things. Now we got the big finish. All right. You, do you have any shout-outs before the big finish? Um, I do not. Yeah, I don't really either. Um, I don't know, man. Just not a lot that's gone down this week, you know? I'd like to, yeah. I mean, yeah. All right, so, so we're going to end our big finish this week. It's going to be another draft. Which I enjoy. I don't think I think everybody does. Um, it's a holiday draft. Um, we're gonna flip a coin here in just a minute, a quarter, which is in my pocket right now, to determine who gets the first pick. We will snake the the picks, um, and then we'll try to decide who has the best three three holidays. We're picking three apiece. Correct. So we pick four. I think three. Alright, there's well, not that many holidays. Out maybe there. we should do four. Just because of the snake situation. Not only yeah, not only the snake situation, but. We could do four because, um, like, that last pick will be kind of a subpar holiday. We right. each have to take a subpar holiday. All right. Well, I'm going to flip it. I'm going to flip it on the floor so we don't make too much noise. All right. And then I'll call in the air. You call in the air. Tells. All right. Tells. It is tells. All right. So I get first pick? Yeah. Damn it. Okay. I take Thanksgiving. Oh. Whew. All right. Good. I mean, I take Thanksgiving. I'll, I'll, I'll explain my reason later. Yeah. What's your second? What's your pick? You get second and third pick. Yeah, my first pick, the second pick overall, is Labor Day. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not, man. I'm not. Because Labor Day is my second favorite holiday. I thought that's what you were going to choose first. Labor Day is big for me because we started we started it last year, and then we'll do it this year, which will make it tradition. No, I did start it before. Yeah, that's but, true, but I'm just talking us. us. We go on Labor Day, we go down to Panama City Public Beach Access 54. If you're down there, give us a shout. We call it On the Beach. Yeah, we're staying at On the Beach. We do go down there for two nights, and we sleep. Saturday and Sunday of Labor Day weekend. Yes, and we sleep on the beach. And last year, it was... um, There's trouble clutching and myself, Dr. Bob. And it it was one of the better trips I'd ever been on. It was just pure class. There's something there's something to be said for sleeping just yeah. 
at on the beach, you know? Agreed. You wake up, you're right there. You don't have to move your chair. You don't have to move your cooler. Mm -hmm. Just take a shower right there. Take a piss right there. Can I say that? On yeah. The podcast? yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, it's just it's an all around good time. If you get tired, just walk your cooler up to your car, which is parked across the street at Alvin's, the old Alvin's Island, which is closed down. Right. Head down to the diner, get some grub. You yeah, know what I mean, that's all there is to it. Yeah. You can, you can, you, it's, it's bare bones. Yeah, it's cheap. It's fun. You spend a significant amount of time just at on the beach, and you spend a a very, very, very little amount of money. It's true. Essentially, all the money you spend, you spend before you go down there yeah, on gas and drinks. Yeah, that's about it. Right, anyway, with my third pick, uh, or hey, my hey, second hold pick, on. Right. if you are gonna stay at on the beach, you must come. You must have a cooler, mm -hmm. and it must be stocked full of whatever your favorite alcohol yeah, is. Bushlight. Yeah. Um. Anyway, all right. My second pick will be. I guess I'll just go ahead and spring it, uh, Christmas. Yeah, I mean, you can have Christmas. Yeah, I mean, it, it's essentially, for my family, this might not be the case for everybody's family. For my family, as far as the dining situation goes, it's the pretty much the same exact thing as Thanksgiving. Yeah, same we, for me. I mean, we have the same exact foods, it's the same exact, like, caliber of feast, and I also get presents. And I'm still, I buy some presents for for people, but I get more presents than I give. And, I mean, let's be honest, who doesn't like getting presents? I mean, it's understandable. Yeah. For, for me, Christmas comes with a lot of a lot of random parties that I don't necessarily want to attend. Not yeah. fun parties, but random parties. It comes with um, expectations of buying gifts for people that I don't want to buy gifts for. Um, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of issues with that. You know what I'm saying? And, so, and like, it's the same same food as Thanksgiving. But Thanksgiving, I get Thanksgiving. I get some days off from school or work. I get the Turkey Day Classic. Yes, that's a, that's a big draw. Turkey Day Classic. We'll we'll discuss Turkey Day Classic later. Yeah, it's a golf tournament that Clutch and I both participate. And it in. it is firmly entrenched in the category that is tradition. Okay, so Clutch and uh, our friend Joe Riddle. We're just gonna give you a quick. Quick rundown, real quick. Yeah, they have, we have a we have a best ball tournament each each Thanksgiving time. Normally it's Friday after Thanksgiving. Sometimes the Wednesday before. Mm -hmm. Against myself, Doctor Bob, and our friend Joel. Yep. And we played for how many years straight? I had to sit out one year due to injury. It was, so it's probably seven. If you count that year, it's probably seven. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're twenty two. That's we've been doing it since we were, I think, sophomores in high school. Yeah, I mean that when you're 22 and you've been doing something for seven years, it's tradition. Yeah. there's no doubt about there's it. There's no doubt about it. Um, this will be the last thing we say on the Trade Day Classic for right now. We'll revisit it later on. But defending champions are Clutch and Joe Riddle. Yeah, but uh, Joel and I lead in the series. That is arguable. All right, well, we we differ on that. Let's but okay. drop it. All right, so I've got two picks now. Two picks. Okay. So first, I'm going to take New Year's. Solid pick. All right, because, first of all, you pretty much never have to do anything on New Year's. It's kind of one of those random, like, those holidays that falls in between, and you just, you don't have to do anything, right? You can do whatever you want to do. Um, 
and I've had some very good New Year's. Yep. My last, I think my last two New Year's were spent in Brooklyn mm-hmm. and New Orleans. So I mean, just based on just based on precedent, you know what's happened in my past. I've got to love New Year's. That New Year's. that New Year's we spent in Brooklyn was top notch. Um, and it's always an excuse to party. Yeah. And you might see snow. Yeah. Which I enjoy. Um, Alright, so for snaking it, I've got the next pick as well. Uh, I don't want to give you any any hints or anything. I'm really torn between two, though. I won't say which two they are. Sure. I'm going to take Halloween. Solid pick. Um, I want you to know, had you not taken Halloween there, I would have taken Halloween. Yeah. I don't want to tell you what my other one was. You probably know. But, uh, I mean, Halloween, you get to dress up. You get candy if you're into that kind of thing. Normally there's, let's be honest, there's girls wearing nice outfits. Yeah. And it's a good chance to party. Also, the climate around Halloween is usually very nice. It is Particularly in Central Alabama. The Halloween party we had last year was top notch. It was a double kegger. Yeah. Yeah. I've only got one thing to say. Standard. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But... I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know how you can you can vote against ha- Halloween. Yeah, or Halloween. However you would like to say it. All right, with my. All right, I've got one question, real quick. Does spring break count as a as a holiday? <laughs> all right. The easy answer is yes. I mean, obviously, it's a it's, holiday. It's not a holiday for everybody. But in terms of the the question, no. Because if spring break counted as a holiday, it would have been the first pick. Yeah, for sure. I had the first pick, and it would have been the first pick. <laughs> okay. All right, so anyway, with my third pick... And this is your final pick. I no, think, no, no, Yeah, we're taking... Are we taking four? Yeah, we're taking four. All right, my bad. Yeah. Excuse me, listeners. Yeah. Okay, with my third pick, this is kind of a off-the-wall pick, but I'm going to give some decent points as to why I'm picking it. MLK Day. All right. It always comes real... Real soon in that, uh, in the spring semester. Okay. Like you start school and then all of a sudden you have a day off. You have a day off. You got a you got a three day weekend. Yeah, like you know, know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And I really enjoy that. Also, Martin Luther, Doctor Martin Luther King Jr., phenomenal man. I mean, if you're, if you're gonna honor anybody, you might as well honor ML, MLK. We're both in agreement. I don't think we need to say anything else. Okay. Um, and then with my last pick. It's a multifaceted pick. I'm going to take July 4th. I knew you were taking 4th of July. For a couple reasons. I was reasons. surprised you didn't take it before. Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, you got two sides. Yeah. Picks, that's so. the, I did that on purpose so yeah. I could end my picks with this. Okay. First off, it's three days before my birthday. So, when it rolls around, I know, hey, my birthday's getting close. I would have I would have chosen my birthday, but my birthday's not a national holiday. should be, but it's not. Um, but, yeah. It and shouldn't then, be, let's be honest. Well, Okay. Anyway, but the main reason I, I choose July 4th is because it's America's independence, and America is the greatest country on the face of the earth, and that's all that needs to be said. That's not really why. It really, you love it because of the Nathan's Famous Hot Dog Eating Contest. That is also a solid point. Um, also... I mean, I, I can't believe it didn't go before this. I think we were both waiting to see who, who would take it. I mean, you have fireworks. Yeah, I mean, I love fireworks. Have, since I was a small child, 
Um, I mean, Fourth of, Fourth of July essentially has it all. The only thing it doesn't have is presents, which I can deal with. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm okay with that. Okay, I think with the last pick, I don't think there's any question. Take a Memorial Day. Because for me, I know the sun and the earth don't tell me so, but Memorial Day is officially the beginning of summer. Mm -hmm. And I do love the summer. Okay. I'm going to make a rebuttal to that. Memorial Day for me is the poor man's Labor Day. Alright, granted, Labor Day was taken second. I think I'm doing alright taking it number eight. Fair enough. See what I'm saying? Like, I love Labor Day. We both know this. Yeah. But I mean, like, if you can't have Labor Day, give me Memorial Day. Fair enough. You know? You know when it is. It's the last Monday in May, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know that it's going to be hot. You know that you can go to the beach or have some barbecue or do something fun. And I mean, like, it's summertime. Yeah. It marks the beginning of summertime. Yeah. Alright, if there's one holiday you would not take, this is the last thing we're going to say, what would it be? Like, you... If if you've if you've got it's your last pick in the draft and there are only two holidays left and it's it's this one and another one you always take the other one what is it Groundhog Day really mine's Valentine's Day how so clutch it's just it's let's be honest it's a fake holiday to begin with and then two it's a money pit. Like, I wish I was the guy that came up with Valentine's Day, because I'd be living on a beach in Cabo right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I guess my issue with Valentine's Day is less the money situation. I mean, you know, if you got a chick, you like her, drop some money on her. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Right? My issue with Valentine's Day is, is like, like, it puts a lot of pressure on the male. And also, like, like whether you're male or female, just appreciate that person every day of the year. Why yeah. do you need one special day to do it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, wh- how's Valentine's Day, the 14th of February, right? How's that any different than, like, the, the 23rd of June? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just appreciate the person you're with, if Could, you're into that kind of couldn't thing. Couldn't agree more. You know? All right, so anyway, that's uh, that's all we got for you guys this week. Um, that's it. Yeah. Uh, we'll come back next week. I we might have some sports. I mean, yeah. maybe... It, I'm just thinking right now, brainstorming. I don't necessarily see anything concrete that's going to happen in the sports world in the next week. It's all, all the big stuff's kind of speculation. Like who will go here, whatever, whatever. Right. But but um, we'll be back. For yeah. Sure. No question. We're always here. Absolutely. Anyway, so that was it. Uh, we'll be back next week. Email us with some comments. DrBobandClutch.blogspot.com. It's up there. And Please that's, do. That's it. Yeah, we'll catch you guys next week. All right. Later. Bye.